Welcome to Unstoppable You with Christine Patton. Does it seem like something could be holding you and your business back from your dream of great success? Can you put your finger on what that is? In today's show, you'll learn the tools and patterns that will guide you toward the success that you dream of. Now, here is your host, Christine Patton. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Unstoppable You. This is where we talk about empowerment, resilience, and passion and how it all works to conquer the game of business because you are your business. You are. Welcome to the show today. It's Thursday, December 10th, 2020. Today, Judith Gordon is with me and she has some brilliant ideas about how to stay positive and to actually thrive in these stress-filled times. But before I introduce her further, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you a bit about what I concern myself with when I'm not a radio show host. So I began my professional speaking career as a litigation lawyer, and it's there that I learned to marshal evidence and persuade judges and juries to my way of thinking. Currently, as a professional speaker, because of those talents I honed, I bring an engaging and credible position concerning empowerment, resilience, and passion. And moreover, I have discovered a readily repeatable pattern in my life and in those of my clients. And it's this, when we muster the courage to take a bold step in life and become resilient through the fallout, because there's always fallout, we will discover a whole new world of passion for life waiting for us. Now, if you are struggling with engagement in your professional and personal life, some of you are thinking, I just can't take the risk to make a great change in my life right now. I don't have the physical wherewithal, the financial resources to do something risky. And because of COVID, I can't even go anywhere. And I get it. I totally get it. But sometimes all it takes to turn the ship in a new direction is to hear a short, powerful, and simple message spelling out a new way of thinking about your life. And when you hear a simple and easy recipe for how you can take control of your own destiny, that message literally becomes manna from heaven. Now, this isn't about taking huge risks in your outside life. This is about conditioning your mental and emotional resources. Now, think about it this way. If you wanted to lose weight, you wouldn't continue to eat the same way you're currently eating because you're going to stay where you are. If you want to be fit, you're going to move more. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to engage in a personal fitness program. You're not going to stay doing what you're doing because then you just stay stuck. Well, it's the same thing inside of us. How we believe, our thoughts, our emotions, our subconscious uh, programming. We have to make a move inside. We have to change the inside things if we're going to change things on the outside. So it makes all the difference. How you think about things. So what we talk about here, the different messages every week and the different people, the beautiful people I get to speak to, you hear tips and tricks on how to create your success. It's designed to inspire you to try something new. Some of it you know, some of it you don't. This can change or enhance your outlook on what you're presently experiencing in your professional life or your personal life, which really they're combined because you, you're the common denominator and how you express yourself in this life and all the avenues of your life, your professional career, your family, your friends, your community, anything that you do, you express you. It's all the same thing. So I encourage you to check out what I have to offer. My website is at powerwithin.ca and I particularly want to draw your attention to my elite performance plan. I know that there's something in there for you and you can choose how much you want to bite off and chew. 
In other words, we can work together to bring about a new pattern in your life in one, two, four, or six months, all priced ridiculously low right now. And now's the time. Because if not now, when? When? When do you move off the stuckness? And I'd love for you to be a guest on my show. If you have an interesting story and you can talk about empowerment, resilience, and passion, and who can't, let's face it, please contact me at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at powerwithin.ca. I'd love to get to know you and to see if we're fit for the show. And if you'd like to get involved with the mission of this show, to inspire others to their best life, to become a sponsor, you can connect me with me on my email, again, chris at powerwithin.ca, and follow me on Facebook, Uh, I have three pages, which is dumb, I know, but I keep them going because I have different followers on each. One is the Mental Legend Sports Performance. One is Chris Patton operating as Power Within Coaching, and then one for Power Within Coaching. I'm also on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram at Chris Patton. So today, you have the great opportunity to gain wisdom about how to adopt and integrate some new thoughts and steps in the creation of a more meaningful life. And when I say meaningful life, I'm talking about the life that brings more naturally, more satisfaction, fulfillment, and peace. So today, I have Judith Gordon. Hi, Judith. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Chris. I'm delighted. (laughs) Thanks. I always start by reading people's biographies because I don't want to mess up who you are. So I'm going to do that right now. Judith Gordon is a consultant, speaker, and facilitator providing service professionals and executives with tools and strategies for optimal productivity, performance, and personal satisfaction. Her programs and training focus on emotional intelligence, high performance, resilience, stress management, and well-being. Judith works with individuals and firms in a variety of industries, among them architecture, law, medicine, finance, entertainment, and transportation. She combines her backgrounds in biology, law, and emotional intelligence to bring interactive experiential programming and training to her clients. Judith is on faculty at UCLA's School of Law, and she writes and presents regularly on success mindset and the high achieving professional and judith can be reached at judith j-u-d-i-t-h at leaderesque.net that's l-e-a-d-e-r-e-s-q dot net how did i do judith wow. <laughs> okay i can read that person <laughs> <laughs> who is that i know i speak the truth and this is why you're so um you're so well versed in what we're going to talk about today because this is what you do every day right Yes, and it's it's interesting that it it in looking back, what I realized is that I had taken all of the areas that were of interest to me and combined them into this one uh, one thing that I do. And what I recognized at, at some point, I'm not quite sure where along the road, mm-hmm. was that you know we are biological meaning makers, right. and we tend to separate. Our, our heads, our minds from our bodies. We run around thinking a lot all day long, using our brains, but we forget that we're connected to this body. We just expect it to move and do its thing. Uh, and then there's all these emotions and feelings that we don't know what to do with either. So we ignore them or we uh, overblow them. And I started to look at this, at this interaction and the complexity of the human condition. Being. Yeah. Yes, yes. We, we are highly sophisticated 
and complex, uh, intricately, exquisitely synchronized organisms. Mm -hmm. And everything is interacting with everything else. And if we just had a little bit of, of training, even a nominal uh, introduction as to how everything works together, I think most of us would uh, actually be functioning and operating much better. It's like understanding that the operating system that we run on. Absolutely. Right? We, yeah. And I, I yeah. love the way you describe that. And now I just want to take you back for a second. I suspect if you're like me, now we have a common heritage in law and I, I've done the same. I've combined all kinds of things and, and brought it to speaking, coaching and doing the show, whatever. Um, so tell us a bit about your background, your education and work history. Where did you come from? Um, and I'd like to move from there as to, you know, when these when these ideas and the, the, these wisdom nuggets settled into your life, can, can we do that? Yes. You know, uh, thank you for asking that. I, I love hearing other people's stories and I never think that my mm. story is really interesting. <laughs> it is and, though. And in the intro, you said we all have a story and, and we do. Uh, and then the other day, someone asked me if, if your life was a memoir or a film, what would it be called? And I said, if I only knew now what I knew then. Oh, I know. <laughs> but not meant to be. We weren't ready, right. right? We weren't ready. The reality is that we take a step, we build on it, we grow, we take another step. So in short, um, when I, I, I'll start with college. I got an undergraduate degree in biology, and then I went on to do graduate work okay. uh, in biology and immunology. And I was really going, I thought I would get my PhD and be a research scientist really love research. I still love research. Uh, but I really didn't love being in a lab. I'm much more of a people person. And I, and I loved writing. I was doing a lot of creative writing. And someone suggested that I take the LSAT and go to law school, which I did. Hmm. Now, whether I was intended to be a lawyer or not is unclear. But what did attract me about lawyering was the writing and the analysis. I, I, it's also law, just like science, is evidence-based, it's research-driven. So, so the thinking was already there. Wow. What, what happened is that a few years into my practice, I hit a wall. Mm. And I, I was getting up every day and going to a law firm, and, and I was a litigator like yourself, which I enjoyed very much, actually. But something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Something wasn't sitting well. I just wasn't happy. And I didn't know why. Right. Everything looked great on the outside. Why wasn't I happy? So that began my journey of inner reflection. And what is going on here? What This doesn't make sense to me. And being a researcher and being somebody who asks questions and then goes you know, to, to the ultimate length to find the answer... Uh, I did both. I did a lot of internal reflection, but I also started reading a lot of the research that was out there. Uh, This led me to studying emotional and social intelligence. I got coach certification in that area. I I started leaning toward mediation, which I had always wanted to do anyway. Mediation is, as you know, is an area that uh, helps people who have differences find their common ground, come to solutions. and, And really that's what yeah, that's what our, our the, the law is about, is resolving yeah. those. Yeah. You know what? I'm a certified mediator as well. And I and I really liked, I mean, other than 
separating people and shuttling offers back and forth. That was never my idea of mediation. But a good mediator is worth his or her weight in gold. And bringing people, I mean, think about the, you know, the concept of mediation, bringing people to agreement. That's truly a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the reality is that law in its origins is a healing profession. And often when I say that to lawyers, they look at me like, what do you mean it's a healing profession? In its origins, law was intended to help people in conflict find resolution, find peace, heal. Right. So I love that. We could go back to uh, being less conflict-oriented, less adversarial, more aware of the human across the table from us, mm. uh, I, you know, that would, that would definitely create great change in well, the way It's a template we- for everything. It's, it's a template for everything that's going on in life. It's negotiation. It's understanding. It's being sensitive to things outside of oneself without judgment. Um, it's arriving at intelligence. <laughs> yeah, and it's arriving at common ground, right? Yes, right. Yes. And it solves problems <laughs> in and of itself. It solves and that in and of itself is good. It solves problems. You Absolutely. get an answer either way, right? Right. Yeah. I so, love that. so what what happened in this in the course of this uh, time period that I was researching and uh, doing my own self reflection, uh, I realized that part that my personal uh, dissatisfaction came from the fact that my values, the the motivators that drove me and the actual work that I was doing weren't aligned. Mm. So, So that was a light bulb moment for me. And then I came across some research that said when your values and your work aren't aligned, our well-being plummets are it puts a ding in our happiness yeah that was an aha moment for me so by then i had already acquired a number of tools and practices and strategies and i decided to start sharing them with other people cool that's amazing um you know it's funny whether you recognize it or not i think and and i'm speaking for everybody um so it, it often takes hardship to, 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 to begin to get curious about what the heck is going on. And unless you get curious, you don't know. You're not, you're not going to find it, right, to, to continue to be angry, whatever. Um, right. We is, need is it growth. Yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the pain that gets us going to the doctor. It's the, it's the adversity that, that uh, we can't ignore that makes us, look into ourselves and say, what has to change here? Something's got to change. So that, exactly. yeah. And, and I think, and I think you'd agree with me, your, your clients are going through this. This is why they call you right. <laughs> and me, right? Absolutely. That's, okay. that's absolutely right. Okay. I, so what you're doing now, do you love what you do? I love what I do. I am completely driven by the joy that it brings me. And I have to say that I never set out to be a coach I had never heard of coaching. I didn't, I never <laughs> wanted to grow up and be a coach. But uh, people, it just was something that evolved naturally with the training, but also with the fact that A, I'm a pretty good listener, and B, I love empowering people. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the light bulb go off. When I teach my class and I see that the students have an aha moment, 
I've given them a tool or a strategy that they can use for the rest of their lives. And that is incredibly gratifying. It so, is. Yeah. Just watching faces go, oh, I never thought of it that way. And then to have people come to you and say, oh, my God, it changed my life. I love this. Yeah, there's nothing yes. better, right? Eh? I think you spoke about that at the beginning of in your introduction when you said that we might land on a, a recipe or a, or a statement that just changes everything for us. And that's what these tools and strategies and skills do. They give us something to latch onto that, that is a, a, a guiding light or a directional a compass, it'll change. We'll, we'll get to a point where we have to take a new direction. But having these little guideposts along the way make all the difference. I agree. A hundred percent agree. And sometimes I, I know personally, I love quotes. Um, yes. I just find they're nuggets, like they're, they're power punched, packed wisdom. And, and, and so I, I always use quotes and it might drive people crazy. But anyway, yes, yeah, it's the same. When you were doing your introduction and you were talking about risk and yeah. the quote that popped into my mind that was life-changing for me and I stuck it on a post-it note on my computer monitor was this quote, only risk takers are free. And it doesn't mm. mean that you have to go out and quit your job and change your life, but we have to take these tiny risks every day, like pick up the phone and call that person that you're afraid to call, but who might be able to open a door for you or um, make a change, like eat a healthier diet. These are yeah. little risks that we can take and they free us. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. You know, we talk about growth. I mean, it's the leading edge of change and growth. And growth is usually, well, maybe 100%, never comfortable. Right. Because how, how, why would we change if we're comfortable? It's like, I think we talked about this before we started is that the port in the storm is not where we're changing our life. We're just kind of sitting back going, Oh, I'm going to take some respite before we, you know, launch into the, the war again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. You know what? I can't believe we're already at first break. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about COVID and what's going on in your coaching practice and how, you know, you and I can talk about how we can um, uh, help people add tools to their tool belt. So we'll be right back. I'm here with Judith Gordon and you don't want to go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email during the week to Chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You. And we're back. I'm here with Judith Gordon. She's a lawyer. She's on faculty at UCLA School of Law, and she writes and presents regularly on success mindset and the high-achieving professional. Don't go away because we've got some good things to talk about in this section. So, Judith, talk to me about being the coach that you are. What are you seeing as far as people's experiences and their reactions to what's going on with this crazy world pandemic, this COVID-19 stuff going on? Yeah, well, I'm seeing two things. I'm seeing those people who want to put their head in the sand and say, no, this can't be happening. Woe is me. This is terrible. And then there are the people who are uh, stepping up to the challenge and uh, building using their resilient strategies. And I would love to touch on some of those strategies because these are the strategies we've used with the people who are who are resistant to what is happening. And resistance is the is the biggest impediment to resilience that there is. So the the quickest way to resilience is to remove resistance, right? So if if I'm resisting the fact that there's a pandemic, that I can't go out, that my job is at risk, that that it's dangerous to go to the supermarket, if I'm resistant and I don't take the precautions I need to take or I'm unwilling to make changes in my life, then it's going to be much harder. And the, the other piece of that is that our sense of well-being, our, our happiness, if you will, is all internal. It's, our, it's our, experience, our internal experience. So when we're able to modify our internal experience, everything changes externally. So That's recognize- beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Recognizing those two elements is critically important. Now, would you agree with me that um, there's a lot of emotion involved in this situation these days, and much of it is negatively focused? In fact, probably most of it. Um, Would you agree that experiencing feelings of anger, frustration, resentment, overwhelm, helplessness, um, hopelessness, those are forms of resistance, right? Is, Is how we're feeling. They are, and they're completely natural, and it would be inhuman if we weren't experiencing them. The issue is that we don't want to live there. We want to recognize them. We want to acknowledge them. We want to recognize that I'm facing something new. I'm facing a challenge. This is scary. Uh, It's an existential threat. I care about my family, etc. So it is natural and normal to experience our entire range of emotions. And it's important to note too that positive psychology defines happiness not just as only experiencing positive emotions, but experiencing 
more positive than negative emotions. So we, we do need to have our negative emotions because all emotions are information. They, they give us data about how we're responding to our external environment. But that's not the place from which we want to live. What we want to be able to do then is shift from that negative emotion, use that energy, push it into the positive zone, and use that to take action in a positive direction. That's perfect. And I remember someone recently drew the uh, connection between some of the greatest leaders of our time, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Nelson Mandela, um, Mahatma Gandhi. And the idea was that they they didn't agree with what was happening, segregation, the British colonization of India, et cetera. Um, but what they did was they didn't, they didn't, of course they had moral outrage, but they didn't, they didn't bring, use that to bring them down to the same level at what was happening. They transcended it. And so by transcending the emotion and, and moving through the situation, you can cure it. So you don't match it with like, you do something better, right? I thought it was a good analogy. That is precisely the point. Anger, injustice fuels movements, fuels social justice movements, right. but that is not the emotion from which we want to operate. We want to use that energy and that data and that information, but we want to operate from a higher ground. And when we do that, uh, we feel better internally as well. We have this overall sense of well-being, of purpose, of intrinsic motivation. And intrinsic motivation is the other element in personal happiness, right? So so there's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Uh, Somebody says, I'll pay you $50 to run a marathon. And $50 may be great, but it also might not be enough to get me out of bed on a cold February morning when it's raining outside and I have to go train and run 10 miles at 6 a.m. But if I'm motivated to run that marathon because I'm raising money for uh, a cancer or an illness that a family member is suffering from, then you better believe that's going to get me out of bed, rain or shine, 6 a.m., running those 10 miles because I'm intrinsically motivated, right? So I like to distinguish between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation as the fire in the belly versus the fire under the derriere. So it's important for listeners and others to notice what's driving me. Am I driven by an inner fire, by something that's telling me this is important, this has meaning, or am I driven by an external force saying you should do this? This is something you you have to do. And that's much less motivating. In fact, I even as I said that, I could feel my own body take on kind of a weight, right? Uh, so recognizing intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation is, is critical to our happiness because anything that gives us is intrinsically motivated is creates a meaningful life. And a meaningful life is a form of happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it connects all the pieces is really what it does. Um, coaching, when I used to coach my athletes, I was a mental coach for many years in Ontario. And I used to talk to them about intrinsic and extrinsic motivation to playing their sport. Um, and the difference was some people played for the money, the recognition, the fame, the power, whatever. Um, they don't last long. But the you find the most successful athletes all report that they connected with that peace within themselves that loved their sport. They intrinsically loved to achieve and transcend their own limits, right? Yes, That's I, what it is. Yes, exactly. And I use that exact um, 
thinking with executives and lawyers because they are cognitive athletes, right? They rely on their intellect to succeed. However, it's not just intellect. And that's where a lot of them go wrong, go south, because they're relying on their intellect, but they're ignoring their inner experience. And that is, that is where everything comes together. We have to take into account our social and emotional intelligence, our somatic experience, our intrinsic motivation, and our cognition and our thinking, right? So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a universe. It's an entire universe of experiences that we need to bring together. Well, we are many universes walking around. That's what we are, as yes. within, so without, right? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> cool. Okay, so what are your thoughts about a better mind frame to embrace all of this? Well, it, it, it depends a lot on, on what you're experiencing in the, in the moment, but there are some quick strategies that people can use, say, if they're feeling anxiety or fear to get out of that. So anxiety is when we spend too much time worrying about the future. So we can use a strategy like what, so what, now what? What's happening right now? So what? And what am I going to do about it? There's yeah, so many what? reasons. Yeah. Yes, there are so many reasons that this is helpful because it, it gives us an action to take. Mm-hmm. Anytime that we can take an action towards something, we, are, we automatically lift our spirits, we empower ourselves. So we, one of the issues of your, one of the topics of your show is empowerment. And choice is the ultimate uh, empowerment tool. When we have a sense of choice, we have a sense of freedom. And that is empowering, right? It's emancipating. Uh, Abraham Maslow is a famous psychologist found that lawyers who suffered from depression often uh, had that experience because they had lack of choice. They weren't, they weren't able to make their own decisions Hmm. depending on the circumstance they were in. So as soon as we're able to make choices, then we're in charge. We're in charge of our lives. We're in charge of our experience. I can even make the choice to just feel better. That puts me in charge, right? Or I can make the choice to go take a walk. So there are myriad ways that we're making choices throughout the day that empower us. So focusing on what am I in charge of and what can I do and letting go of anything over which I have no control. That is another resilience strategy. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, because we can't control anything outside of ourselves. No one and nothing. The only thing we can control is us, right? That's right. So, so I, I love the, just the visual for myself is, is a car moving into a parking spot. Just park it. I'll deal with it when I'm able to, but right now in that what, so what, now, now what, what am I, am I doing all that I can in this moment is a great question that I ask myself when I'm in a bind, or is this something I can control? Uh, what am I doing all that I can in this moment? If the answer is yes, yeah, go sit on the sofa and do nothing. But if the answer is no, what is the next step you can take? All of these um, tools are empowering. Anything we can do to give ourselves a sense of choice uh, to being in charge of the situation is empowering. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I find in my own life that when I take action, action, it's not just a matter of sitting around analyzing what I'm thinking. Uh, what are my emotions? It's actually doing something about it. Whatever you bring to you with your action, you've created it. And that's your power. 
right? You've done something, you've said something, you've shifted something, you've gone beyond a boundary that maybe you didn't before or you haven't done in a long time. And just that alone makes the human organism, well, it makes me anyway, feel better. Like I did something. It's empowering. Well, it does. Our thoughts change our physiology, which, which you know from your training with the HeartMath Institute. Right. Our thoughts impact our physiology. So we could even do a quick little example of that right now. Uh, if you think about the word should, we, we spoke about this earlier, I should do this. What's the experience in your body when you think about, oh, I, I should do my homework. I, I should contact that client. Well, the experience that the feedback I get is, well, I feel a heaviness or I feel guilt or blame. Right. It doesn't feel propelling. But if I switch the word should to could, I feel empowered. Now I have choice, right? Now I'm deciding I could go visit my grandmother. I could do my homework. I could work on this project. I get to choose, right? right? I like so. That. Just shifting our language shifts our entire physiology. So um, there's uh, perhaps you've heard of the uh, psychologist Kelly McGonigal. She's a health psychologist. And she talks about the physiology of courage. And she's noted that when we're dealing with stress, if we have a negative uh, feeling around stress, then our blood vessels contract and our heart beats more rapidly, etc. But if we see stress as a motivator, then our blood vessels stay relaxed, our heart stays, rhythm stays normal. We're pumping out the, the, a balanced level of hormones instead of too many stress hormones. So our thoughts are impacting our physiology. It's true. And, you know, I used to coach my athletes to say, you know, before a game um, or a performance, anybody, if you're in music or you dance, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you're a performer, period. Lawyers are performers. We're all performers every day. We have to perform our lives, really. Um, to change that thinking of, oh, my God, uh, I'm about to start my game and I'm nervous, I'm anxious, I'm sick. Change that the best you can and practice changing into, I'm excited. I'm about to go out there and do what I love. I'm about to go out there and perform and show people what I can do because I know I've done the work to get here. That's preparation is key. But um, so we're changing it from nervousness to extreme nervousness to excitement. And that's the shift, right? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because the, the difference between fear and excitement, they are physiologically Mm -hmm. identical and the difference is the breath and our thoughts about it. So if I take a breath and I move toward that experience, that inner, those butterflies and my heart pounding, then yeah, I'm gonna move into excitement and motivation. But if I start to allow my thinking about my physical experience, my heart pounding, my, my shallower breath as something to be afraid of, that's going to start shutting me down. Yeah, or that I failed before, or I'm going to embarrass myself, or I'm going to disappoint somebody, or you, you latch onto the past, your past failures. Uh, you can't bring that forward. It's a new moment. Step right. into it. Right. Anything, you know, there's that saying, you can live your life as if there's no miracles, or live your life as if everything is a miracle. And we really have to really, really grasp onto the next moment is a miracle. I can change it completely. I can, and I will. So that's the difference, right? Yes. And, and every, when you think about it, every moment is a miracle. The world is an extraordinary, wonder-filled place. 
And when we start to view the world as a place of awe and wonder, and not just through the lens of analytical thinking, it becomes a much more uh, uh, interesting and meaningful place. And I will say this about scientists. One thing I loved about science and, and being a scientist for a short time, and still being a, an amateur scientist, right? <laughs> is, is the this sense of awe and wonder, the curiosity, because every scientific experiment, experiment begins with a question. What about this? And what about that? And how does this work? And where did that come from? And if I do this, what will happen then? So there's an intense amount of curiosity. And curiosity also gets us out of judgment. So when we start getting into our own minds of, oh, I, I, I blew this the last time. I'm not good enough. I didn't study enough. Judgment. Yeah. If we flip it to curiosity, then we're able to overcome that sense of, of stagnation or stuckness, as you put it. We're able to overcome the things that hold us back and take that next step forward and keep lifting us. So this idea of awe and wonder, I think, is is wonderful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I often talk to my clients about, you know, the two most powerful words in English language are what if. But here's what happened. I This blew me away. I wasn't prepared for this and I should have been. So I, I fell down as a coach. But let's say what if. And then I found some people automatically went to that terror piece about what if. What if things go bad? What if things don't happen the way you want to? What if you're disappointed? And I went, oh my God, I never thought about I never thought about that what if, which is something about me, I guess. Uh, and, and I'd say, no, 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 go to, the, go to the other side. What if I can make $25 million next year? You know, what if I can get over this chronic health condition I have? What if I, whatever. And, and it, some of them just stayed, stayed in that, um, I call them the yeah, buts, but they just stayed in that negative place. But anyway, so we have to understand it's cultivating that positive expectation about it, right? Yes, it's two sides of the same coin. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is absolutely the mindset that we attach to the word. So right. so most lawyers use that negative connotation with what if. they're But they're kind of paid to do that, right? Like they're yeah. the problem solvers. They're supposed to look at what can go wrong in the process and, and be able to fix it. Yeah, and that's what creates so much stress and anxiety yeah. for that. True, true. Flipping it on its head makes all the difference. It's true. But, but again, you don't have to attach to the thoughts. You just keep your emotions high, renewing, and about, well, this is a juicy puzzle to figure out instead of, oh, my God, how am I going to fix this crazy problem? And, and it comes from sometimes just framing it differently in your head. You know what? I am loving this. I'm so loving this conversation. I can't believe we're at the next break. It's like we could spend five hours, Judith, talking. So anyway, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. If you're listening, don't go away. We'll be right back with Judith Gordon in this beautiful conversation about empowerment and resilience. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're tuned into Unstoppable You. To reach Christine Patton or her guest on the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email during the week to chris at powerwithin.ca. Now, back to Unstoppable You. Hello, everyone. We're back with Judith Gordon. Oh, we've had this amazing conversation. It's amazing when you're having fun how much time flies, really. Um, And we're talking about mindset and how to overcome perceived limitations around you and within yourself. That's a pretty broad stroke. But um, I'd like to bring us to talk about now beliefs. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago where we formulated this, this interview, this conversation. And I thought beliefs was a really good powerful point um, to bring into the conversation. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So that uh, ties in with what we spoke about at the top of the hour, which is how our thoughts, our beliefs uh, influence our biology. And then that drives our behavior, right? So what we believe, if we, if we have a limiting belief, if I believe, well, uh, no one in my family was ever wealthy. So I don't really believe I can be wealthy, even if I want to be wealthy and I'm doing everything I can, if there's that underlying mechanism, that belief that I, you know, my family is not wealthy, then that will interfere with the ability to take the actions we need to take. So it's very, very important for us to examine our beliefs. And some of those come from pre-verbal learning. Uh, I was raised in a very traditional household. Men ruled the roost. I wasn't even aware that I had a limiting belief about challenging male authority until I was practically in my 40s and I was already practicing law. And I was able to pinpoint the relationship between my career trajectory and the difficulties, the challenges I faced, and this belief that I wasn't allowed to challenge male authority. Now, I did it anyway, but with great discomfort. So uncovering that hidden belief was very powerful for me. It empowered me. It enabled me to uh, take actions that I otherwise would would not have been able to take. But it also made me feel better, right? There's the beliefs, biology, behavior. Everything is connected. So by empowering myself mentally, I also empowered myself physically, and I was able to take actions that 
prior to that, I would, wouldn't have been able to, to make. Yeah, to that's take. beautiful. I, uh, I'm thinking about doing a full show on subconscious um, belief systems and our particular beliefs and where they come from. I mean, in utero, we're already absorbing our mother's predominant cascades of emotion just by osmosis. Um, yeah. And the and the stress um, hormone cortisol cl- crosses the placental barrier. So we're already being uh, at, we're, we're at risk or at peace, depending on our, our mother's behavior patterns. And so these underlying ideas that we have about life, like good, bad, right or wrong, we kind of go, well, that's just is what it is. Well, no, we learn them. We learn them. And so, and I often, I mean, one of my um, coaching programs is on money and work and identifying people's money issues. You know, we grew up with hearing with, without even paying attention. You know, what do you think? Money grows on trees, you know, and even that idea of worthiness and deservingness that we take from our formative years colors everything we do, Right. It does indeed. It does. And, and you also mentioned uh, right, wrong, good, bad, that binary thinking that we get into. If we can notice and get away from our binary thinking, that is very useful. So we tend to think that the decisions we make are I ha- this or that, yes or no, right. go or stay. Right. But the reality is that we have other options. There's both. There's neither. There's something else. Right. This helps us open our minds to other possibilities that we that are otherwise sometimes actually I will you know they're difficult to see. Seeing another perspective when we've been trained to think a certain way is not easy, but it's doable. We just Absolutely. need some additional training. So getting that these other perspectives is very very important. Being able to see our lives in in uh, outside the framework with which we were raised is very important. It is. And it takes a curiosity to go there. Hmm. Why does this keep happening to me? Let, let's talk about patterns for a minute. Agree. Curiosity. And how, why did this happen to me? As you just yeah. said, instead of perhaps, why did this happen for me? For me. Right. Right. Uh, that is a huge shift. It's very difficult for a person to uh, experience something like a, a terrible illness or um, yes. losing a job and, and saying, okay, why did this happen for me? But, but what it does it, is that it opens another pathway of thinking. And it, again, speaking of empowerment, it puts us in charge. Right. It gives us the opportunity to say, I'm not succumbing to this situation. I'm not just going to uh, say, oh, this is what is, and I'm stuck. Lay down and play dead. Right. Right. It gives that individual an opportunity to, to take some action. And again, you know, the action isn't always directly related to the changes we need to make, but sometimes we just need to take, uh, One take step. a walk that gets us thinking. Right. Whatever we can do to start changing those um, thought patterns, the neural pathways. Luckily, we human brains are constantly growing and changing, and we can change those neural pathways. So very, very important, as we talked about beliefs, biology, behavior, we shift our beliefs, we change the neural pathways, and it drives the behavior in the direction that serves us. So Yeah, and, and if you listen to Dr. Bruce Lipton, I mean, he, he's a cell biologist, and he talks about the chemistry of our, our bodies and the fact that there's an overlying level of thought 
over our DNA, the expression of our genes called epigenetics. So that's a whole new world for some people. And yet it's been around for years and years and years suppressed, not surprising, but it's true. And the more we dabble in this and learn it and see what happens in our own lives and bodies, the more we go, oh, I think there's something to this. Well, there's a great example of that with epigenetics. You can take two identical twins. Right. Actually, that's redundant. You can take identical twins. <laughs> yes. respond there. Can you have three identical twins? No, because they're not twins. Identical triplets. They're triplets, I know. <laughs> I know. You're teasing. So say you have a set of identical twins, depending on their thought patterns, they will experience different health consequences. So if one twin is optimistic and more positive thinking, uh, more likely to eat well and exercise, uh, that twin is more likely to to be healthy and not suffer uh, health consequences. But if the other twin has a more negative mindset, then they have seen that that twin may develop uh, illnesses or have life experiences that align with that mindset. So our biology and our beliefs are directly interconnected. There is no distinction. And and that perhaps is one of the uh, unfortunate aspects of scientific inquiry is we tease things apart to, to learn about them, but then we forget to put them back together. So we've got a whole field of psychology that focuses on beliefs. We've got a whole field of medicine that focuses on the body. And then even within medicine, we break it down to cardiology and neurology. But really, it's all working together. And we have to remember to put it all back together. We are synergistic whole beings. Um, I was listening to a great podcast last night. And it was about psychoneuroimmunology. Yes. And we have these systems. We, it's, it's our thoughts. It's our hormonal system. It's the uh, central nervous system, um, your heart. And they all work together. And your health, what they're saying, and we know this is true, it's our health is an expression of how the systems work together, not just one area. And so we need to be more holistic in our approach to everything. That's right. I love that you mentioned psychoneuroimmunology, PNI. Uh, I first became familiar with PNI, and I believe that the person who's responsible for the uh, advent of this whole new field of medicine is, um, what's his name? (laughs) I'm blanking. The fellow who uh, wrote Anatomy of an Illness. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, no. It'll come to me in a moment. He wrote a book called Anatomy of an Illness, and he was a, um, an, uh, on a, he had, he came down with a very, very uh, life-threatening illness, a terminal disease, and his doctors basically told him to get his, his life in order, wrap things up, and he wasn't having any part of it. So what he did was he put himself with the, with the consent of his doctor, Uh, on a regimen of laughter and vitamin C because he had an inflammatory illness and they knew that vitamin C would help, but he put himself on a regimen of laughter. And what happened was he went from this paralytic debilitating muscular disease to being completely recovered. And they, so that opened up the whole uh, field of psychoneuroimmunology. And he ended up becoming a professor of medicine at the UCLA Medical School. Cool. Uh, even, even though he wasn't trained in medicine, 
because of his experience, he became a lecturer at the School of Medicine. And, and we know that laughter is intimately involved in our physiology. It relieves stress, it changes mood, it boosts confidence, it regulates our hormones, uh, it, it has numerous benefits. So, it's a regenerative, it's a yeah, it's a regenerative uh, action and feeling. Absolutely. Yep. So, Judith, we've got a couple minutes left. Do we create our own happiness? Absolutely. Yes, we do. It, happiness is an internal experience. Our internal experience determines the quality of our, of our lives. It determines how we view the world. And we all know this because in any moment I can, I can be in a grumpy mood or feel lousy and then something will change that mood. Maybe I'll put on some music or I'll hear a joke and then I'm happy. That is the ultimate proof that our, it's our internal experience that determines our external experience. So knowing this empowers us to your theme that we are actually empowered by being able to regulate our thinking, shift our thinking, manage our internal experience and move on to living a meaningful life. Yeah. And that's the passion I'm talking about, right? Yes. When we come through the hard things because we're, that we're designed to learn from them. I look at everything that happens in my life, not, not that I'm a guru or anything, but I try my best to look at what was I meant to learn from this. Even though somebody, somebody did something or something happened, everything comes for me to learn. How can I grow my soul? How can I figure this out? And when you look at life that way, nothing in life is bad because it's all designed to teach us and it's all about soul growth, right? Yeah, getting away from good, bad, right? Getting away from binary thinking. This is right. all meant... To, and and I, I get the idea that people get tired of these repeated platitudes, yeah. learning experiences. If we can take the attitude that there's something in this for me and recognize what core values are driving us, uh, we're on our way to a wonderful life. We are too. So Judith, we've come to the end of our time. Oh, I could do this forever with you. You know that. Um, please know that you can reach Judith Gordon at Judith at Lederesque, L-E-A-D-E-R-E-S-Q dot net. Uh, question of the day, what should we ask people? What should we ask people? Uh, what, what is one thing that is in your future file that you would like to do in 2021? Nice. So the future has arrived. What is that one thing? One small thing. Beautiful. So to all of you who listened today, thanks for joining us. There was a wealth of information presented here. Um, and it's for use in our personal and our professional lives. We know that the success of our business depends completely on who we are being. Thank you, Judith, for being here today, for your great wisdom and the way you present. You just say things so intelligently and well that it's easy to understand. And that's important. Thank you. It was my pleasure. So there's more of us sharing the same experience than we know, right? You're not alone. None of us are, and it's a good time to, get, to come together for learning and growing. So please join me next week for more Unstoppable You. Next week, I'm bringing back Scott Patton for a conversation on the power of the brain and the creative process of life. It's really a takeoff from today. You might recall Scott very wisely took us through the relationship between kindness and other renewing emotions and our physiology 
in a talk called Kindness, the Secret to Vitality. He has such technical information and wisdom to share. You will learn the benefits of creative mental visualization, meditation, breath, and the heart math system to create more of what you want in your life. So join us next week to learn more. See you then. And thanks for being here today. Thank you for listening to Unstoppable You. Please join Christine Patton for another edition of the program next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, take what inspired you today, practice it, and watch how life unfolds for you on your path to success. We'll talk again next week 